Lionel Messi! Oh, oh my God. SAEF cast. Palatelli, Aguero! Oh. SAEF cast. Forrest Thierry right there to the area, gets the crossing, Hawk is there, heads it down, Dino! Football talk right in your ears. Kicks it forward and says it! Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the SAFCast on this beautiful day that is the return of the Premier League. I'm sure we're all very excited and happy, unless you're an Arsenal fan. Lol. As always, joined by Nico. How are we, mate? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, Unfortunately, Gaz isn't with us again because... uh, He's still getting physically abused by koalas, but hopefully he'll be back soon. And tonight, our guest, the king of controversy on Twitter, it's Footberg. How are we doing, mate? Yeah, very good, thanks, mate. Um, I hope you're both uh, doing well. Very happy after a nice three points tonight. <laughs> yeah, can't complain, can't complain. We'll get into the Premier League a bit later on. So, uh, as always, just tell us a bit about yourself, what you do, where you've been. Who are you? Well, basically, um, I'm Welsh, uh, but I live up in, in Liverpool. My entire family is from Liverpool, so uh, I used to drive up every weekend for the home games, and uh, it's a 200-mile journey there and back, so I thought my main would move up to Liverpool. Um, I used to do a bit of work in the in the fitness industry, uh, a bit of power lifting, but... Um, a, a strange story, a car reversed into my living room and uh, knocked me across the living room and did my lower back and my knee. So I sat that on the head with the whole fitness thing because I was just too scared to, uh, to, to, to deadlift anymore or squat or whatever. So uh, I moved over instead of doing like... Uh, more the power lifting and moved into like the analytical side of selling um, like all your protein shapes, your pro hormones and all things like that. And uh, just pretty much, I got a bit bored of it. I had a bit of a falling out with the people that I work with, which is uh, unsurprising with my, uh, my <laughs> the controversial one. And uh, basically, since the whole lockdown thing started, I had plans to. Um, to move on to something different, but as for everyone, it's just completely stopped, hasn't it? So um, I've taken a bit, of, a bit of time out. I want to go travelling this year, but obviously I've had, I've had a few problems. If people follow me on Twitter, you might know, like in my personal life, things with my nan and health problems. So I've had to put things on the, the bit of a back burner. But everyone's got problems at the moment, haven't they? So we do indeed. Is. So, uh, what's your uh, history in foot? How did you become about as being a what you could call a prominent figure on Twitter? Um, it came about by mistake, to be honest with you. I kept seeing, like, I think my first FIFA was FIFA 18. Yeah, I was the same. In Ultimate Team. And I kept seeing this Nepenthes popping up all the time. And I thought, who the fuck is this bloke? So I thought, <laughs> I'll watch him. And I thought... He's quite controversial. I like that. 
And uh, I just sort of got into it and I was watching him. And then as I started getting into it, I joined a uh, like a patron, a trading patron. And yeah. um, I, w- I won't mention who it was because they're still quite like high up in, 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 in our sort of community. And basically, he just pissed off with everyone's money. And um, it was I, I sort of picked up the trading quite quickly. And all the people that were left in the Discord, I, I don't know why, but they sort of looked to me because I sort of understood it. Yeah. And because he left, I sort of just took over the Discord and we just kept it as a free Discord, having, having a laugh and, you know, talking about football and foot and all that. And uh, it just sort of blossomed from there. Just discovered sort of the Twitter scene. Started doing my own sort of graphics and that. And started um, doing like, you know, like the headliner things that I used to do. And all those sort of graphics. And it just sort of escalated from there. And obviously with the league SBCs and things. And it just got bigger and bigger. But this year, it just finally, it came to a head really where I'm, I'm not in enjoying the gameplay anymore and that's essentially what you want from a football game is the gameplay of football and I don't think FIFA really offers that anymore yeah you are right it gets a bit boring very quickly doesn't it like I'm the same I haven't played FIFA in months I've barely played it this year at all um just because I just got bored of it but then like finish because I played it so much but it is what it is but you are right the gameplay does get very boring very quickly um, especially depending on what the meta is. So do you have any plans into going into like full-time content creation or anything? Um, I plan to. Basically, I, I had a patron in, I think it was, God, FIFA, end of FIFA 19 going into FIFA 20. And I only had about 400 followers on Twitter. And um, I had 90 like patrons. So, like, for the size that I was on Twitter, I had, like, a lot of people in the patron. But yeah. when I, I, I wanted to go traveling, and obviously, you know, in Jam- I don't want to be in Jamaica and telling people, oh, go and buy Raheem Sterling at what, whatever, you know what I mean? I don't know, mate. That sounds like a pretty good life, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, I sort of knocked that on the head, and uh, I wanted to get back into it. But I, I, I started streaming at one point, but it was when I was quite small on Twitter. Yeah. And... That, that sort of notion in my head of I don't like sitting there talking to myself and I don't know if I've started uh, sort of streaming now that I've got a bit of a bigger following would it still be the same and I've never really taken that step to try it it's something that I, I might try to do but like I said earlier I'm, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to take the plunge into FIFA 22 yeah, I can speak from experience there. If you can't handle talking like to yourself, because that is essentially what it is, it's not gonna matter how many people are in your chat. Like, you're still just talking to yourself. Actually, uh, I remember it would feel the same way for me if I had one or zero viewers as when I had like two hundred. Didn't matter. Like it was it was still exactly the same. Still as awkward. Uh, so if you didn't like it then, like I. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I would say don't, because it's gonna shine through. It always shines through when someone don't want, doesn't want to do it. Uh, mostly because I'm guessing you felt pretty awkward, right? Yeah, it, it's 
when when you watch like big content creators now, like you've got your pie face and FG, it's it's always like they're doing something. They there's never a, a there's never a, a moment where the stream goes quiet. They're always yeah. jumping back and forth with things to do. And I'd be like, if if something went quiet for sixty seconds, I'd start. I'd just get anxious. I think, oh my god, people are thinking I'm getting boring here. <laughs> I just get really anxious with it. I'm like. My arse would just be twitching. So. Yeah, I can relate to that. I considered streaming last year, and I had the exact same opinion. Like, if I went quiet for a little bit, I'd just be in a nervous mess. But I don't think I could handle it. Like, I'm very energetic and very loud, but I don't think I could like stream. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I like I, I can relate to that as well because I remember when I was streaming, uh, if I went quiet because of when I did, it was mostly when I was like in a stressful game of chance or something. Uh, I always felt the need to like apologize. Every time, because I was thinking, like you said, Berg, like uh, they're fucking me boring. They're they're gonna say that I'm like dead. Uh, so I always felt the need to like apologize for not speaking, which is it's just you can't have that mindset. Yeah, uh, especially especially when you're in an intense game and you lean forward and all the other forward. I guess it all comes down to confidence, don't it? Like if you're confident and you're a confident speaker and you can just speak, like if you can essentially just chat shit for hours. You've nailed yeah. it, especially yeah. like especially if you've got a bit of a personality about you. Yeah, definitely. I, well, I think that like talking like this to you guys now, I could I can talk a lot. I can I can talk freely, come up with like anecdotes and things. But when there's someone expecting something of you, like they've tuned in for I don't know what would what would what would the word be? They they've tuned in for an experience. They wanna they wanna see something. They wanna be entertained. Think that's like a, a different sort of thing when you're just having a conversation with someone. Yeah, there's more pressure, isn't there? Like, and you're the sole focus of the stream. It's like, it's not like anyone can jump in and like save you as such or take over for a little bit. Like, you're, it's just you. Exactly. And a shitload of people watching. So no pressure. Uh, but but I can see you have, uh, you still have a YouTube channel, um, still in your bio on Twitter. But I'm guessing you have put that to the side as well, right? Because you haven't uploaded since like five months ago or something. Yeah, it's a while now. Basically, all my videos that did really, really well, I was getting like on my League SBC um, videos, I was getting like between five and 10,000 views on like the main specific videos. But then when the League SBCs came back, in this FIFA, it, I don't know what they obviously they changed a lot of the aspects of it with it being like a lot of um, untradeable rewards, worst packs, not having the players at the end of it. So it was like it was trying to change the the aspect of what you wanted to do with it because in FIFA 20 you had you know you could do an SBC and at the end of it um, you know remember them on the ball ones and you get the the 88 rated players at the end and then you could make like a little triangle of three 88 rated players from doing the league SPC and then you could build like a an yeah, yeah. of a high rating but then when that sort of went out the window I did a few league SPC videos they did well but it just it didn't hit the same really yeah league SPCs have been poor this year I, I haven't touched them at all like not even a single team from a single league like they're just shocking. Just a waste of time, especially because you don't get the players at the end of it. 
that's that's the main thing for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, the players at the end of it. Yeah, but I mean, we can't be surprised that they removed them because um, I remember grinding those league SPCs because you could grind them like over and over and over and over and over, mm-hmm. and you could basically craft icons for free. Uh, I think yeah. it was in FIFA 20. Uh, I did the league SPC so many times that I had an overflow of players and I needed to submit them. So I was standing. Um, I think I had almost every icon SPC done. Yeah, because I, I needed to do something with the players. I was the same in FIFA 19 because you could like you could literally just if you had the time to put yeah in, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, I I meant 19 I meant yeah. 19 yeah you, you could start with like bronze pack method and mm. you could just do like a few little steps and before you know it you'd have all these players to just chuck in and then you could start again but on top of that the packs were tradable so yeah. You'd have that extra chance of hitting something big to get a big portion of coins back to start the grind again. So it was like, it was extra incentive in a way. And obviously they've taken that away. I remember in FIFA 19, I had every single like icon. I think I think most of like people like us, like the proper grinders, were the same. They all had the the amazing teams. Yeah, you know what? Those common ball SBCs that you mentioned about the 88 rated cards, I bet that was the reason they took away the players at the end of it. Because I bet that, because obviously the common ball ones were the like they people literally did those for fodder. So they clock, they obviously clocked onto that silver, they would just be dumped in SBCs and got rid of them. Yeah, well, it, it wouldn't take you long to do the three of them, and then straight away, yeah. they made a little triangle. You had three 88 rated players and a guaranteed 30 chem, no matter what the formation was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I would actually be okay with them go uh, like reverting back to the first League SPC system they had in 17, where you got a player, you got a set amount of coins, loads of packs back from every team, but then the SPC was closed. Like, you couldn't redo it. Yeah, I, I think it was the same on 18, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I would actually 18, okay they were it. really good. Like, I remember, I think the Prem one was like De Bruyne, wasn't it? Did they have, like, a really good Lacazette, I remember? Yeah, that, that, yeah was, that was 17. 17 had uh, Lacazette, Suarez. No, Suarez was 18. No, sorry, Sp- uh, Griezmann was 18. Yeah. 18, they were really good as well, because the Prem was like De Bruyne, uh, the Liga yeah. was Griezmann. I can't remember yeah. any else. Yeah, they but, were but, actually like good, usable players. Yeah, because I remember in 17, it was the top scorers for every league from the season before, and then in 18, it was the top assisters from the the year before. Oh, okay. I didn't so, realise they had a method to it. I thought it was just random players. No, no, no. They had a method method to it. I think EA are just scared, like because, like, I, I agree with what you said. I'd like, I'd like them to revert back to you can only do it once, and you get a player at the end of it. But yeah. I think what EA are scared of is if you did it sort of near the beginning of the game and you gave too good of a player, it detracts from certain pro like say you got like a, a 93 yeah. rated player in november or something like a really good it, it takes away from some of the promos like the main cards of the promos but then the way ea have gone this year they've tried to hold back a little bit and like they've increased the longevity of the game so i think they they're in like a catch 22 situation where they don't want to give out too much too soon anymore 
and I think that sort of falls back on us a little bit. Mm. But all they'd have to do though is just reset it every season. So like you complete the SBC, you get the player, and then you can't do it again. And then, like it is with like milestone, the players, milestones or like the um, yeah, the season progress. Yeah, yeah, and then just up the quality of the player each time. Yeah, that that would be a very good idea, wouldn't it? You can only obviously you can only get the end game player once, but yeah, they get better. That would that would be a very good idea. Yeah, but I think content overall has definitely improved each year. I think it's been brilliant this year. I think if if you're a grinder of the game. It's been very good, but I think the main problem is for the majority of the game cycle, it was better if you were a menu grinder yeah. than a like an actual game grinder. Yeah, definitely. But I think it, I think they're getting better each other. Like those um, the league milestone players, like the MLS ones and the area division ones. They, that, that was a good idea. I know yeah, obviously the quality of the players weren't always great, but like that. Van, what's, his, what's his name? Van Bergen. He was. I never used him myself because I didn't bother grinding them. But he was oh, like a really was good brilliant, popular card. He was absolutely brilliant, absolute super sub of the ages. He was. Yeah, I just didn't bother with any. I think the only ones I did was the MLS ones right at the beginning, because not they were all irrelevant to me because I was running a Man United team, so I literally didn't need any of them. They were brilliant as well. That Lima and Long. Yeah, that's the ones. Yeah. I, I actually some something I I would really like to uh, would like to see them do again. Like you played seventeen, right, Berg? Um, I, I started in eighteen, but oh. I mean, I, I've seen like uh, YouTubers like Nepenthes and that. Ah, okay, yeah, that's a, because uh, seventeen. That was like the first the first year when they introduced SBCs. And if you go back and like look at the requirements and stuff, you can see like they are like a drunk child that's stumbling around in the dark because nothing made sense. <laughs> Everything was so special in all the wrong ways. Uh, like now it's very like streamlined and very like, you know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Back then it was all over the place. Uh, Give us an example. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to find the, the SPC solutions. I know, uh, I know like most SPCs required 100 cam. Fucking hell. Uh, which you, you can't get without loyalty. Uh, I still remember my first day on uh, Ultimate Team, and I didn't realize that an SBC was once you put your cards in, they disappear. Oh, no. Who oh, no. <laughs> did you put in? And, you know, you get your little starter team and everything. I put all the like the decentish players that I had into an SBC, and then <laughs> I just fucked them because I couldn't play any games. <laughs> uh, 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 I... I remember, like, uh, because in seventeen we didn't have icon SPCs, but we had icon loan SPCs uh, for yeah. some for some icons. Uh, and I, I remember, I think the first one that came out was Del Piero, and for one of the squads you needed to submit like three or four uh, players from one specific team in the A League, and I think, and that just made them all extinct. For like two months, uh, and would have yeah. been the Sydney team. That's where yeah. we played. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and like one other thing that was special about the way they did SBCs uh, was like murky matchups. Uh, now you uh, say there is a game in the some bottom tier league, Swedish league. Yes, yeah, Swedish league. Uh, 
fine. <laughs> you would need like two players from the Swedish league. Back then, like at the start of 17, you would need maybe four players from each individual team from that league. So that made everything stupid expensive. That'd be great for trading if you got the predictions right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, but everything was just, it was so stupid. Uh, I, I, that is something I actually do miss because it was fun. Uh, yeah, that's I w- not my idea of fun spending 40k on four players. <laughs> I don't know what you do for fun, mate, but I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I think the first marquee matchups that they put out gave, uh, an, uh, I think, it was a draft token, and the SBC itself oh, was no. like 100k. Fuck you know. People yeah. would have completed that as well. They essentially spent 100k yeah. to play in a draft. Yeah, everyone did. Spending uh, 15k to yeah. play in a draft. Did you get packs back or anything, or was it literally just a draft token? No, no, you got packs back as, uh, as oh, well. Okay. Um, Still not worth it. No, definitely not. Uh, but yeah, everything was really like, like as I said, it was a child stumbling around in the dark while drunk. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, it was, was what it was. Like I think the first uh, uh, first uh, player of the month we got was Sterling, and I think you needed a full Man City team. Jesus with 100 cam. Yeah. And that in itself is just stupid. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what we got. That's It is. And then you throw back to SBCs now and you've got a 96 rated 5 star, 5 star Obama Young. Yeah. I still to this day don't understand how he beat Martial. I, I wouldn't even know what SBCs are on the game now. I think I deleted it off the game about six weeks ago. Really? I haven't played the game. I just check football every week when we record a podcast. <laughs> I I have actually started playing loads recently, uh, mostly because um, I started a new account. Like what is it, one and a half month ago or something like that. Uh, now that team is fucking stacked, and I'm so close to completing uh, Ronaldinho as well. So now I can't stop because I have to keep going. Mm. I think I that's don't... the most fun when you start over. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Like, I want to play, but I also just don't want to play. I can get that. <laughs> I think I think if Marshall got the ASBC, I probably would have started playing again. But I don't understand how Aubameyang won. Because aren't the voting cards loans as well? Yes. So I'd understand if they weren't loans. Every, obviously, everyone would have voted over for the rating. I remember the first one was Carver Hal, wasn't it? Yeah, and that wasn't yeah. a loan. It wasn't a loan, so it was like, obviously, he was going to win. Yeah, because yeah. the other one was like some 81 rated player, weren't it, yeah. or something? Yeah, Smalling looks good, but that's as far, yeah, Fubbin is as far as my FIFA career goes at the moment, <laughs> and probably won't change on FIFA 22. You're a Fubbin merchant. I am a Fubbin merchant, and <laughs> I plan to stay that way. Like, me me and a few others might be sharing an account next year, but when I say sharing an account, I'll play like one game a month, and that's about it. <laughs> career mode? Um, nah. No. <laughs> I don't like the gameplay, but I really want to see career mode like developed. Yeah. Well, there was talk of an online career mode, wasn't there? Yeah, I see. Yeah, when they like, didn't they put a job application or something? Yeah, something like that. That'd be fucking awesome. Like people run like online career modes themselves, and like they have like massive Excel spreadsheets with like budgets, transfers, and all that kind of shit, and they are a lot of fun. 
Okay, I, I just need to jump in and say, and say this because I've been looking at uh, FIFA 17 um, SBCs. This is for the Slatan uh, Movember card. It's a loan, a loan for 15 games. Remember, we didn't have friendlies back then in that way, so you, it was only 15 games. Exactly three Swedish, uh, Swedish players, exactly seven Prem players, 81 rating and 90 chem. That's for a loan. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you need with that workout. You need two prem Swedish players. Would that work out that way? Something yeah. like that, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Zlatan was that. Zlatan was at United then, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he so was. you probably would have needed Zlatan. No, 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 no. As many prem Swedish prem players in. I, I couldn't even. I couldn't even name you a Swedish prem player from then. No, I never could. I. Wait, no, you, no, you wouldn't, because seven prem players plus three Swedish players—that's ten players—and then you have yeah, one well, ninety cam. Oh, yeah, yeah, ninety cam. Yeah, of course, but yeah. You'd even need two prem Swedish or a fuckload of strong links. A fuckload of strong links. Yeah. There you go. Jesus, um, I'm glad so... I didn't play FIFA from FIFA 17. <laughs> it was it was so fun. It was so fun. Everything, like I say, it was just, I can't use the word, uh, but special in a wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Berg, we got some questions for you. We haven't picked anyone out, but I did see one that caught my eye, and I want your explanation for this. Why do you believe... yeah, why do you believe Joel Matip is a world class defender? Why do I believe? Well, yeah. straight away, right? Maybe world class was just the wrong phrase to use because world class does get banded around probably too much. But I'm just looking at it from my Liverpool point of view. To me, he's world class to my team. I think that's how I, how I meant it. But. When you look at, I think, players like Joel Matip, Van Dijk, Fabinho, or defenders for big teams, you know, where they don't have to defend a lot, I think them them sort of players are only really appreciated by the fans of that team because United fans don't watch Liverpool all the time, so they're not going to see Matip all the time. Do Do you get what I mean? But... Watching him today, the way he just he gets the ball, he takes it out into the midfield, he, he goes forward with it, he cuts between the lines, he plays good 30-yard balls out wide, and I just love him. He doesn't put a foot wrong. I think the reason he doesn't get the credit that he deserves is because he's made of crisps. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't play enough games of football, but... This season, we've got four top-quality centre-backs, and I'm really hoping that Klopp can manage his minutes this season and we get more from him because we're able to rotate more. So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. As a football fan who has more than one brain cell, I can appreciate that Matip is a very good defender. And he probably gets underappreciated because he has Van Dijk next to him. And obviously, with Van Dijk being out last season and the defensive troubles Liverpool had last season, they had defensive football, problems. <laughs> football fans <laughs> with only one brain cell just think he's shit when 
it clearly isn't. People, people nowadays on social media. Oh, don't get me started. Just that narrative. Like the worst thing that you can do on social media now is click on a Fabrizio Romano tweet, <laughs> and it makes you want to throw yourself off the fucking Mersey, Mersey Bridge. <laughs> Someone replies saying Arsenal news, and then they reply to their own tweet saying Finnish club. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, I hate, I hate Twitter. I genuinely hate it. Yeah, it's destroy It's a horrible. It, like when you've got a good community within your community, it's good. But there's always little dickheads and keyboard warriors yeah. trying to wade in, and they just say stupid. I'm sure people say things, <laughs> and they think the person on the other end of of the screen is just going to go and sit in the corner and cry. There's ta- there's some, been some things I've seen on Twitter, and it's made me want to sit in the corner and cry. Because it has been oh, that I've, special. I've, I've had plenty of them thrown my way, but... It's just fucking dumb. You need to be thick-skinned. I'm not in the slightest. Things, <laughs> do, like, things do get to you. And I give as good as I as I get, and obviously you've all seen that. But, um, yeah, I think with the whole thing with social media at the moment, the way sort of the bullying is, the racism, just the general way social media is going, it needs to change. Because more people nowadays, no matter what way we want to look at it, we're in a, a snowflake age. Oh, for like, sure. If, if you watch like old programs, even going back to the 90s, even yeah. watching Only Fools and Horses, there's like this backhanded racism in it, but it's not meant as offensive racism but you just could not get away with it today. And I think the way people are brought up now, they're a lot more susceptible to taking things to heart. And that's not a bad thing, but the way some people are on social media that are really, really horrible, people that are very light, very like soft-skinned and take things in such a bad way and it just needs to change. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can tell you something a bit more lighthearted than what you just said, but something that really is always pisses me off. You can go on any like football clubs, Twitter or whatever, uh, and you can see like, let's say before United announced uh, Moran, for example, you know, you, you know there would be someone in the comments saying announce Moran, and you would have some idiot replying announce this fucking ratio. Yeah. Uh, boys, my blood. <laughs> Nothing pisses me off more. I hate that ratio, bollocks. Ah, so stupid. Fucking hate it. Didn't ask. Ratioed. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Hate it. Hate it. Well, I saw something earlier. Um, it's not like offensive or anything, but obviously it's been common knowledge for fucking a while now that we signed Varad. And about ten hours ago, someone tweeted like, "Oh, uh, no, Durant's no. just followed Marshall and uh, Lindelof on Rashford on Twitter." <sighs> like, I mean, it's been fr- we fucking know this. It's not new news. There's no need for this tweet. Uh, no. And it also would have been around the same fucking time. Durant was in the centre circle, being fucking shown <laughs> up as a Man United player. Oh, why was he taking a selfie in the centre circle? Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, it was. Why? Yeah, he took. He- it, was, it always looked really good. He was looking around, and the next thing, dips his hand in his pocket. 
pulls the phone out and takes a selfie. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> I definitely went straight on Instagram and Twitter. Definitely, one hundred percent. He need, but he needs to do that as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you ha- you have to expect that, of course. Yeah, he's, a... he's a very good, he's a very good defender, but I am very very keen to see how he does next to Maguire after being next to Sergio Ramos, who's arguably one of the best defenders of this era. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's not playing next to Maguire. He's playing next to Lindelof. <laughs> Speaking of Lindelof, his, his assist today was fucking quality. Yeah, because, because he's the best defender in the world. And I he won't have player. anyone saying anything else. Nico, we've just sat here and been talking about how stupid people are. Don't join them. <laughs> <laughs> he is better than Van Dijk and Ramos combined. <laughs> how, how, how do you feel, Josh, about Varane? He's clearly a good defender, but... Do you be... think he's going to have the sort I know the impact United fans want. You want the impact that Van Dijk had at Liverpool or Diaz had at City. That's the sort of impact you want. Do you think you'll get it? Um, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. We should do, based on his ability and what he's achieved and what he's done and how good he is. We should. But... Obviously, we all know the Pro is a very different ball game. Being next to Harry Maguire, who is very good, is completely different to being next to Sergio Ramos. The style of play, the pace of play, everything about the Pro is very different to the Liga. So that's, it'll be interesting to see. The, the I pace, don't know. The pace is what I think might catch him out in the first couple of games. I think he, yeah. might, get a few, um, he might get a few bookings, uh, maybe a red card here or there. You know, just with the pace, because it is, like you say, very, very different to La Liga. There's no reason why he shouldn't, but I'm on the fence at the moment. But we, we've got a pretty solid defensive unit there. I, I I can already tell you what, what, what might be the issue for Varane, and that is playing next to Maguire, because I don't think they will be able to communicate. We have talked about this before, Josh. Yeah. Maguire doesn't speak a word of French. Barely <laughs> <laughs> speaks a word of English. <laughs> Varane does speak English, apparently. I don't know how fluent and how well, but apparently he does speak English. Yeah, but is, does he speak English well enough to understand Maguire? Oh, Maguire's from, uh, where's he from? He's from Yorkshire, so... Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the thing with them two is neither of them are commanding centre-backs. Maguire is. Maguire is. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, for me, I don't think he's that commanding. When Like, he's commanding, but he's not top level like you get there you get there. I don't see that from him like speaking on the pitch but that might be obviously I'm not a United fan so I don't watch it that yeah he, he does sometimes he doesn't do it all the time and obviously he's not the most commanding but he does try and boss people around I would say he is more commanding when he plays for England than when he plays for United see I think that as well yeah you are right yeah. there I, I don't know if it's Surely at this stage, he, he, he can't have the mentality that United's sort of too big for him. You'd, you'd think that might be a thing if why you're more vocal for England than United, but he's captain of Manchester United now. So yeah, I guess this season with, with United, he's had a very good relationship with Luke Shaw on the left, so he probably hasn't needed to do it as much. Whereas with England, obviously until recently, he didn't have Shaw, so he probably did need to be more vocal for England. I think Luke Shaw's been brilliant this year. I think oh, yeah, he's been the fantastic. best signing that Manchester United have made over the past couple of years 
with Tellers because it kicked Shaw on. Yeah, 200%. He's been, he's been phenomenal. And, like, he's always had that ability. It's just took him a while. He just obviously had issues, obviously, with the injury and his confidence. But, yeah, it's been sublime. Hopefully, he can just continue that and it wasn't just a one-season wonder kind of thing, which I don't think he will be. I think he'll kick on for a few years now. Yeah. Unless he gets injured. Yeah, that's something that you just do. you just you got to hope, isn't it? Yeah, it can happen so, to anyone at any point. Yeah, I think Trippier I, I, will be a good signing for us as well if we get him. I think Trippier would be a step up from Wan-Bissaka. I, a lot of United fans seem to really rate Wan-Bissaka, but I just think he's okay. I rate him I defensively, um, but yeah, going I, forward, I he's very much a one-trick pony. You want, you want to get back to winning things. I don't think that okay player is good enough now for where you want to be when you look at the other players in that United team. Mm. I actually think he'd be better as a centre-back in a back three than a right-back. Because he's not the best going forward. But defensively, like he, he's great at tackling. His positioning's yeah. a little bit iffy. but What's he like in the air? For a full-back, he's quite decent. I suppose it's something you could look at, but I don't think Ollie really would look at a back five, would he? Oh, no, it's never going to happen. Apart from like the occasional game against like, City or someone. But yeah. I think... Most, um, the best time we probably played in the back five was probably against City uh, last season and against PSG in the Champions League. Um, but yeah, we, it's, it never really happens. And, but one Basaka, he's good. He's good. Defensively. Just needs to improve his attacking abilities. I'm not quite sure where I was going there. I had a brain freeze. Uh, that's why I, think <laughs> I, I could hear it happen. <laughs> That's why I think Trippier will be good because obviously Trippier is good going forward. So in the times when we need an attacking fullback, Trippier is that guy. And working with Wambasaka, he can hopefully improve, help improve Wambasaka as well. Because Wambasaka crosses the halfway line and he has a seizure. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, on that po- point, because we don't want Josh to have any more brain freezes, we're going to take a short break and have a message from the guys at the Discord. This episode of the SAF Cast has been brought to you by the SAF Trading Discord. For more information, here's our friend FIFA Chef. Hey yo, what's cooking FIFA fans? FIFA Chef here. Are you sick of spending money on FIFA points? Don't worry, we got you covered. It's time to join the Serious About FIFA Premium Foot Trading Discord. At $10 a month, you'll get investment tips, custom tactics advice, and flipping methods. Not to mention, you'll be joining the best trading community in FIFA. If you want to take things to the next level, get yourself a VIP membership for only $18 a month, granting you giveaways, one-on-one advice, and interaction with our esport players and content creators. It's time to get serious about FIFA. Welcome back, guys. Um, as I mentioned earlier, first game of the Premier League season. Berg, how you feeling after a nice three 0 win for Liverpool? Uh, do you know what? It was it was very comfortable. Uh, I don't think we got out of first gear. To be honest, I think first 20-25 minutes, Norwich looked very good. I thought they were riding the wave of the crowd. Um, I, I think we sort of worked our way into the game. Got a little bit lucky with the first goal. Um, but I don't think we ever broke our first gear. And then on the hour mark, when uh, Fabinho and Bobby came on, I tell you what, Fabinho is some bloody player. He just he controls the game effortlessly. As soon as he came on, he just took hold of the midfield, and we just looked. We looked really comfortable. Norwich had a little chance at the end. 
Alison doing what Alison does best. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy with it, especially having watched the uh, the United and the Chelsea game earlier, and they both got comfortable wins. I really wanted to just put down a statement tonight because everyone's written us off already. Really? Oh, I guess people are going to be stupid, aren't they? But I guess it was always going to be an easy game against Norwich. Like I think it's safe to say Norwich were already relegated this season. Do you know what? I, I I've got like a little soft spot for Norwich. I think it's because of that Daniel Farker. You know, you look at him. And you think he's like a Bond villain, and then, <laughs> and then he opens his mouth, and you just can't help but smile. Just the noise. Of, do, you, do you remember watching um, Ali G? Yeah. Fat bloke on it, and he never spoke. And then all of a sudden, Ali behind you. That's what Daniel Fark is like. You just don't expect to come out what comes out, and I just I like him because of it. And I've just got a little soft spot for Norwich. But uh, having seen Brentford last night and even Watford earlier, I thought Aston Villa would do Watford earlier. Yeah, that result surprised me. I think that's probably the only result that surprised me this weekend. Yeah, I think they've they've got some really good signings, uh, Aston Villa, and I think Danny Ings is one of them. I think he'll get a good few goals this season, but they didn't gel at all today. I didn't watch a lot of it. I had like the four screens on for the 3pm kickoffs. I didn't watch much of it. I was more watching the Chelsea game. But they just, they had a lot of the ball, but they just did absolutely nothing with it. Yeah, it's going to take a bit of time for them to jail, isn't it, when you sign that many new players? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, they 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 still haven't, uh, or like their best signing didn't play, I think. Yeah, okay, he came on, but he didn't start. Who, Bailey? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's the best one. You I don't know. A little bit of time to, to integrate. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Ings is their best signing. No, yeah, not a chance. I, agree. I think Danny Ings is. I, Danny I, Ings will do more for Villa than Bailey will. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I, I think Danny Ings is. I know I found that one. He's not world class, but he's a world class finisher. Yeah. I, I, when he was at Liverpool, I absolutely loved him. He just couldn't stay. He couldn't stay fit. Yeah. But I tell you what, what a player he is in terms of when you give him a chance in front of goal, he'll take it. Yeah, him and uh, what's his name up top, Watkins, they'll do well together. Yeah. Watkins didn't play to get yeah, today he either. He's uh, he was ill, I think. Um, oh. Yeah. Was saying so uh, he didn't come back. Ah, oh, fair enough. But uh, the, the Brentford result last night didn't surprise me at all. Like I genuinely expected them to beat Arsenal. Yeah, I, uh, I exactly the same. Because like, I've never really watched Brentford play, but I kind of get like Leeds vibes from them, where they just don't give a fuck. You and... said exactly exactly the same thing that I tweeted. Like, I get like a Leeds vibe from them. They're very when they lose, they will absolutely get battered. But when they play like they did last night, they'll. They'll, they'll win a lot of games at home. Yeah. They still can't get over how they attack corners. When Did you see, like, they they have nobody back. Every single player is in the opposition box. That's like me on FIFA. It's crazy. <laughs> I remember they conceded a goal in the, um, in the final. It was the final, the semi-final of the, uh, the championship. Uh, playoffs. Yeah. And the corner came in, it got headed away, and the bloke just fucking ran. There was <laughs> no defenders there at all. 
Tell you what, don't play like that against a team at the top in the Prem. You'll get absolutely ripped apart. Yeah, they're going to get they're going to get shafted a few times, but I reckon they'll stay up. I can see them staying up. Yeah, uh, Norwich are already relegated, and Watford. Uh, I don't know. They've got a lot of good players. They've got a lot of Prem experience, like uh, Foster, Danny Rose, and that's probably about it. Troy Deeney. I think the one for me to look at that could go either way is Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, they've had the Hodgson taken away. A lot of the old old guard have gone. And I think they've got a lot of young players in. And it, if the era doesn't gel with them, he'll probably be the first to get sacked and they'll bring in someone like Sam Allardyce to just try and keep them up. Yeah, Vieira will be gone by Christmas. I think the same for Arteta. I, I don't think he stands a chance. I'm surprised he's still fucking there. He should have been gone by last Christmas. <laughs> he, he's trying to play with a philosophy that he learned at Man City, but it's taken. he still hasn't learned that Arsenal aren't Man City. Yeah. And he hasn't got the players to play that brand of football. The only team who can play like Man City is Man City. Exactly. You can't fucking do that with Arsenal. We fucking exactly. Granit Xhaka in your midfield. I'm saying last time, there's no direction with Arsenal. When you when you watch Man City, no matter what team Pep puts out, you know it's a Man City team. Yeah. And with Arsenal, it's just it's just a car crash every time. Jamie Carragher was having the time of his life on commentary last night. <laughs> Brilliant. I said it like last season. Obviously, Arsenal beat us one 0 at Old Trafford, and obviously we got slapped by Spurs six one as well. Losing to Arsenal was genuinely more embarrassing than getting slapped six one by Spurs. <laughs> it was fucking. It was a joke. Losing to Arsenal is embarrassing these days, and their fan base what as well. That what's his name? More uh, embarrassing is they were invited to the Super League. <laughs> they still they they still have loads of fans. You need to remember that. That's the only oh, reason. Yeah. But could you imagine that football club in the Super League? They'd be the whipping boys. Yeah. But that's just like what it is in the Prem these days, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty oh, much the same. They're, they're going to struggle a lot this season. Uh, announced relegation. I reckon <laughs> top top 10. Top 10 I for Arsenal. They'll be around that. They'll be fighting for that. What was that? Conference bollocks. Whatever it is that you oh, yeah, conference league. Hey, 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 hey. Don't knock the conference league. That's the only <laughs> league that, that we are allowed to compete in. Calm down. <laughs> but it was, I was surprised when... Uh, I saw that we beat Leeds 5-1 today. That was a, it's one of those games that can go either way. You'll either slap them 7-0 or you'll lose 4-0. Did you not get to watch it? No, no, I was at work. Uh, I thought United were very, very good, but I thought Leeds were absolutely horrendous. Yeah, they same as Brentford, aren't they? You could have driven a bus through that back, Leeds back door sideways. <laughs> they were fucking awful. But you can't take anyone, anything away from Pogba when... When he plays like that, he's one of the best players in the world. But the only problem for United fans is it's few and far between, isn't it, when he performs like that? Uh, I have a different opinion on Pogba than most Man United fans. Most Man United fans hate Pogba because of his fucking social media presence and his agent. I think he's brilliant. I don't want him to go. I think he should stay. I think he's a great player. I think he's very... Like, like Neymar, he's very sort of out there, isn't he? With yeah. his social media presence and all of that. But I think if you be, be like that as much as you want, as long as you're doing the business on the pitch. Mm. And like people, as soon as something goes bad for United, he's the, he's the scapegoat. Yeah. Like He could be fucking playing 
and he would be the scapegoat. He could be not playing, and he's a scapegoat. No matter what it is, people just blame Paul Pogba because his name's Paul Pogba and he cost us 90 mil. Well, and like they seem to have this vision that he should be like doing everything. He's, he's not that type of midfielder. He's an attacking midfielder. Like yeah, of course he needs with defensive working. Uh, I think he played on the right today. And he, he started on the left and he moved. He moved around a lot. But yeah. What I find funny with Pogba is if he plays well or he plays bad, you always see Graham Sunet trending on Twitter. <laughs> I, think I love that's it. That's my favourite thing about Pogba. He fucking hates uh, Pogba, doesn't he? He does. He does. <clears throat> uh, to, to be fair, like that Pogba doing everything stuff, that is actually Pogba's own fault because that is what he has said in the past that he wants to do. He wants to be a mix between Sedan and Vieira. <clears throat> you can't be that. It's like it, it is yeah. impossible. I mean, uh, he does put defensive work in. Yeah, and he's in Vieira. One thing that goes against him. And this isn't his fault. It's because he's so fucking long. The way he runs, it doesn't look like he's running. No, it looks he like he has a screw covers, up his ass. He covers a lot of fucking distance without yeah. looking like it. I, 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 I honestly, it, it actually somewhat annoys me sometimes the way he runs because it does look like someone has shoved something sharp up his asshole. <laughs> 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 well, if, you, if, you seen, if you haven't seen the game. Obviously, I know we're recording now, but watch match of the day or the highlights or whatever, and he was brilliant. Today. Yeah, I watched the highlights. His assists were fucking beautiful. That one for Green was, was just sexy. Is, while we're talking about the Premier League, this is one thing I definitely want to talk about. Bruno's third goal, he's offside. Is it? And nobody's talking about it, or nobody's... Like, why was he not given offside? And because he wasn't given offside, nobody's explained the new rule to us. What is the margin for offside now? Which one was was that? Was that the volley? Yeah, the third one, the, like the really nice one, the volley. Yeah, he was about six inches offside, and it was really clear from the pictures he was offside. Really? Yeah, they they, they analysed it after the game and everything. So why the fuck was it given? That, that, that's the thing that we had none of the replay with what we weren't told at Stockley Park we're looking at it and when it was given they said oh it's been given blah 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 but they never explained to us like obviously this season we've got the thicker lines but mm. what does that mean how, how thick is this line and how far if that happens tomorrow in say the Man City game and it's ruled out yeah, we don't know why it wasn't ruled out today. It just leaves supporters in the lurch. Oh yeah, I've just seen your tweet. Because Sky Sport, when I obviously I watched the highlights on YouTube, and they didn't show it. They literally showed the goal. But it, it, it is a, it is a weird one because I think it's really clear that he's offside. But I'm, I'm happy the goal's been given. I hated that stupid like armpit offside. Yeah. Thing. But give us some clarity to know. When you're offside or you're not. Fuck knows. But I'm not complaining. Because the yeah, assist was a beauty and the fucking goal was a beauty. It was a very, very good goal. He's, he's such a good player. I don't know how it took so long for somebody to come in for him. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I'm just glad. It, apparently, he was meant to go to Spurs the, the year before, I think. But for whatever reason, 
they didn't sign him or he didn't Can you go. imagine him being wasted at Spurs? <laughs> <laughs> Be another Harry Kane. Do you reckon Harry Kane goes to City? Yeah, I can't see him staying there now. Nah. If he doesn't play tomorrow, he's definitely gone. I reckon tomorrow will be a last hurrah. You reckon? I, I reckon you'll end up seeing... Is it, at, is it at White Hart Lane or is it at... Yeah, it's at White Hart Lane. Um, I reckon you'll have that whole thing, you know, where at the end of the game you'll walk around clapping and you'll have everyone speculating then, oh, that's his goodbye. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if he's still at Spurs. I don't blame him either. I think the way he's done it, it's a bit of a shit-out move, like not turning up for training. Mm-hmm. But you can't blame the kid. How many goals he scored and he's won absolutely fuck all. Yeah, I'm surprised he stayed there that long. This long. I'm surprised he didn't fuck off after they lost the Champions League final. Yeah. You, you, you know what I, I, I want to see when they uh, when City plays Spurs tomorrow? I want to say Kane, Kane score and not celebrate and just holding <laughs> up his hands like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him come out in a Spurs track to unzip it and have a city top on. <laughs> that, that's the dreams. Some t- at some point it has to happen. In some off league or something. Could you imagine <laughs> someone being that much of a twat? Oh, that would be absolutely brilliant. Didn't someone do that? Not like no. take his tracksuit off and reveal another top, but I think it was in like the Belgian league or something. One of their players turned up to training wearing the shirt of like their direct <laughs> rival, and they locked the training ground and wouldn't let him in because he wanted to move or something. <laughs> oh Jesus fucking Christ! I know oh. something's just happened in in Holland. Um, I'm trying to think of who it was. They moved from I think it was Ajax to PSV or PSV to Ajax. Uh, Bergwies from Feyenoord to Ajax. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. And that was like a that's like a proper shit house move, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but those happen all the time. Well, ha- happens in every league uh, from time to time. It's uh, always like uh, people get seriously seriously pissed about it. But it happens. Move on with it, from it. But yeah, I, I, I did see that as well. Um, that I think the Ajax fan, no, the Feyenoord fans. Was like really pissed at him. I think he got like death, the death uh, threats sent yeah, to him. Yeah, his family did. Yeah, exactly. People don't do that. It's Crazy. it's football. It's not that deep. Chill. Yeah, it's just dumb, isn't it? Mm. People get so upset about everything. So, where do you reckon Liverpool will finish this season, mate? Relegation. <laughs> I, think I think we'll scrape 14. Nah, I, I think. I'm going to save what I think until after I see the Chelsea game in two weeks. I think that'll be a good indication of where Liverpool and Chelsea are because if Chelsea want to come to Anfield and try and go for three points or can Liverpool obviously you know, get the three points at home and, and push on before the, uh, that pathetic international break. But uh, I think we'll challenge and I can see us doing well in Europe as well but I just want us to just the injuries that's all that's in the back of my mind is I just don't want any more fucking injuries I yeah. can't handle it last year I've just I've, I've removed it from my mind the only part that stays with me is Alison's header and that's it <laughs> but uh, yeah I think it's going to be a, it'll be a fun race Liverpool United Chelsea City 
Yeah. Before the start of the season, my prediction was City to win the league, and that still stays the same. And then Liverpool and United to finish second and third in either way, couldn't decide. But that was before Chelsea signed Lukaku. And now, I still think City will win the league, but second, third and fourth, I have no fucking idea. Chelsea are missing out on top four football. <clears throat> As a cold hard truth, it's got... that happening. It's going to happen. Liverpool are going to win the league and United will come third, City second. Who do you think is going to be the other one replacing Chelsea then? Leicester. Really? You think Leicester will do it after two years of bottling it on the last day? Yep, I do. I do. I think they've missed their chance now. Nah, I, th- I, I, I reckon they will. Chelsea will definitely miss out. Nah, they had their chance when Spurs were poor, Chelsea were poor, United were poor. Like, fuck uh, me, the season before last, they were like fucking 20 points ahead of us. <laughs> and then we yeah, beat no. them on the last day to finish fourth. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I think Leicester will manage. Yeah, yeah, that ship sailed. They've won a trophy now, so they've got that little bit of belief. Yeah, maybe. United haven't got that yet. United haven't experienced that. That's, yeah. what, that's why I wanted Villarreal to beat you so badly. Because as soon as this United team experience winning it's infectious isn't it yeah I think we'll win something this season not the league don't think we'll win the league unless fucking City have a huge breakdown um, but I think we'll win something whether it's the well just the FA Cup really Conte is winning the Champions League I, I don't think you've got a choice but to win something for Oli to keep his job I don't think we'll sack him Unless, I, I don't think he will, but I think that's a mistake. I want him to stay, and I think that's the worst thing that can, like, the worst thing a United fan can hear is that opposing fans want your manager to stay there. I don't want us to get rid of him. I don't rate him in the slightest. He's 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 building something. We're never going to We're never going to be as successful as Fergie, but we will be successful as long as he's given time. Each each year we're improving. Each year the team's getting better. Each year the quality of football's getting better. We're getting closer. If in, I don't know, three, four years' time, we still haven't won anything, then maybe. But I'm confident we'll win something this year, and then we'll push on. I tell you what, though. How many years is it now since you won the league? Eight years? Uh, Yeah, something like that. That that starts creeping up higher and higher and higher. Oh, yeah. I know it from waiting 30 years. Arsenal are like 17 years now. But I expected it. I, I knew this would happen. Like a suit. Whenever Fergie left the club, like when he was considering retiring, I think it was like back in like two thousand and one, two thousand and two. Even then, as like a fucking eleven-year-old, I knew that the second he leaves the club, we would no longer be as successful as we were, because he, he made left football great. Right? Very bad state. Huh? He left you in a very bad state in terms of an aging squad. Yeah, it was a perfect time for him to leave, and the worst time for the new manager to come in. And the fact that it was David Moyes. Yeah, I still think he should have been given more time. But yeah, I agree. Should still be there now. <laughs> but yeah, I think it'll yeah. be a good, a good race for the title, a good race for top four, and uh, a good race for the Conference League for Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal are shite, but I, I reckon we'll definitely win something this year. We'll see. But yeah. That wraps it up perfectly. 
Yeah, because because we don't want you talking about United all night because then we would be here for like five hours or something. Um, (laughs) That is why we should avoid anything to say about Maguire or McTominay. Or Greenwood. Sake. <laughs> 20 goals this season confirmed that's yeah. in the podcast good night <laughs> I, I agree and we'll end it we'll end it with that I, I do think Greenwood's brilliant he is and that makes it two Liverpool fans who can appreciate Greenwood's brilliance shout out to Jordan with his two brain tells <laughs> right so that's another episode thanks for listening guys take care have a good one uh, wait, Josh, I think you forgot something, something very important. Berg, thank you for coming on. Yes, um, thank you, Berg. <laughs> where can people find you? It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I am on, I'm on Twitter, uh, underscore Berg, and then three underscores. And uh, that, that's pretty much it. I'm just on Twitter at the minute. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me. Really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, great. Uh, well, uh, was a pleasure and uh josh no thank you to you this week either uh thank you for listening bye